Welcome to the Entertainment Engine. Hello, my name is Peter Moore. And I'm Bex Gregory. And welcome to the next episode of the Entertainment Engine. The idea behind this podcast is to provide clarity and information on the entertainment industry for new bands and artists, as well as existing creative industry people who are looking just to brush up on their knowledge. You can listen to us on all streaming platforms and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you want to learn more about what we do on a day-to-day basis, then please visit our website, seamlessentertainment.co.uk. Each week, we'll be bringing you an in-depth area of the entertainment industry. Also on the show, Bex has the facts of the day and a question for this week for our listeners. And now it's over to Pete for this week's session as he will be sharing essential marketing tips and strategies for artists and bands. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Entertainment Engine podcast. Hope everybody is keeping well. And this week we're going to be looking at marketing your band with some essential strategies and tips. So once you've decided that you're getting pretty serious about the whole music career, you know that from the start, putting in the effort to come up with an effective band, marketing and PR ideas. But if you haven't got much farther than making a fan page, don't worry, we've got some really essential tips and strategies to look through. Promoting a band and artist is really not that easy these days, or it's never been that easy to be honest with you. Tools and tricks that worked wonders several years ago don't work as well today. In case you haven't noticed, the music industry has gone under a complete transformation in the span of just over a few years really. While listeners used to rely on full length albums for music, they now are flocking to the hundreds and thousands to playlists. This means to get the most out of promoting your band, you'll have to approach things an awful lot differently. So let's look at some of the ideas. The first point, know your brand. Before you can market your band, you need to know if you have your brand in place. So what's unique about your act? What aspects of your story are the most compelling that really set you apart from every other band out there? How will you present yourself consistently, and I mean consistently, from your onstage look, to your social media, to your logo, to your photography, to your merchandise, to your full stage performance. Once you've really honed your brand, the specifics of your band marketing strategy and your fan communication should flow from there. This takes me on to the next point. Add a physical element to your promotion. And I'm a big fan of this. An easy way to promote your band that often gets overlooked is bringing your marketing efforts into the physical world. Despite what you may have heard or think, posters and flyers are not irrelevant. Really, now the most of us spend the majority of our waking lives on the internet. Physical promotion is proven a good way to carve out an identity for your band. Promote new music, a chance to stand out in this screen-addicted world called the internet. Human interaction is the best form of selling yourself. They see you, they hear you, they trust you, they believe you. It just really works well. Next point. This is obviously subject to COVID and the pandemic, but I still think it's a really relevant point to add into here because, you know, hopefully as the world moves on, things are going to change and and get a lot better. But it's basically tour and tour, shows, festivals, as much as you possibly can. In today's complicated and ever-changing music industry, touring 
is more important than ever. Touring gives bands the chance to connect with listeners face to face and that connection is becoming more valuable as real life and non-digital experiences become more important. The tried and true method of bands hitting the road to promote their music and find new audiences is one thing that really hasn't changed that much in today's industry. There's also added bonus of getting the chance to make an impression by reaching out to local press, community radio, bloggers, magazines, newspapers, new cities you play, new countries you visit. As I said at the top of this this section, it is subject to COVID and, and the pandemic at the moment, but it's still good to be prepared. And the way that you get prepared for festivals as a band and artist is you practice and you rehearse and you practice and you rehearse. And you constantly do that. It's no different for you actually learning to become a carpenter, electrician, a mechanic. It's, it's your craft. And who's to say that you can't actually go and, you know, one of the band members has got a, a space at home in a garage or, you know, in a spare room that you can set up. You can stream it live on Facebook. You could stream it live on all the other platforms. And it, it, again, it's practice, practice, practice. Okay, next area we're looking at is getting reviews and maximising the publicity. Getting publicity for your band is all about relationships. It comes down to nothing else really, but you shouldn't just wait until you can afford that music publicist to start working on your strategy. Keep a running list of all local or independent music blogs that have covered bands similar to yours and make a note of their contact details, information and pitch requirements listed on their website. Again, this comes down to due diligence, which you've heard me say many, many times, but it's a great way to actually start building your publicity with the local community. Even if you only hear back from a couple of small blogs, at first you can use those initial reviews to build momentum, buzz, and eventually work up to getting that covered big publication with a much wider reach. And this will come down to effort, putting in the time, and researching the people you wish to talk to. Plus, you never know where those small blogs will end up in a couple of years, so make sure you maintain those relationships all the way forward. It's really, really important. And this adds me on to use your email newsletter. Email lists are incredibly valuable, direct line to your most dedicated and loyal fans. You have no control over social media's ever-changing newsfeed algorithm. You just, you just don't. But you can always use your newsletter to reach people who want to hear from you most. Plus, email is far the most effective way to sell your music, tickets, singles, album, merchandise and it's direct to your fans who want to listen and actually buy your product. Okay, moving on to the next point. It's quite an obvious one really, but keep an up-to-date website. Social media hasn't replaced personal websites and if you exclusively rely on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok to get word out about your shows and your new music, you are missing on a massive opportunity. Just don't rely on that. The big social media companies have made it extremely harder and harder to promote anything for free over their platforms over the last few years. Having your own website gives your band and artist the chance to speak directly to your audience and shape your identity at the same time through creative visuals and full colour design of your website. With your own website, you're not inhibited by character limits content restrictions or any other rules that may apply you say what you want exactly how you want when you want to who you want it's your website is a great great tool for your business and should really be kept up to date as best you possibly can now that's all for part one and now i'm going to go over to bex for the fact of the day facts of the day 
So for this week's fact, I'm going to be looking at the top selling singles of all time. And the first one I want to look at is Bing Crosby's White Christmas, which sold approximately 50 million records, along with Alton John's Candle in the Wind, which was released in 1997, sold an estimate sales of 33 million. Plus, Mungo Jerry's In the Summertime has sold approximately 30 million. And Bill Haley's Rock Around the Clock has sold approximately 25 million. The Beatles hold the top spot of album sales in the United States with 178 million sold. They also hold the top spot for the single sales of 1.6 billion. Following the Beatles on the chart for highest certified music artists in the United States are Garth Brooks with 148 million albums, Alvis with 136 million and Led Zeppelin at 112 million. So I'll be back to you next week with more facts. But right now, it's back over to Pete for the second part of the show. Okay, welcome back to the second part of the podcast. And the next point we're going to be looking at is focusing your efforts on playlists. In 2018, playlist inclusion is an essential part of promoting your band or an artist. Not exactly breaking news, but really, how does this work? Well, if you are signed to a major or a bigger indie label, they probably pay the money to feature your music on heavily followed playlists curated by major streaming platforms and profiles. But for those artists who aren't signed, their work is cut out for them. There's now a huge number of playlists and playlist curators out there. Narrow it down to a manageable list so that the ones you think your music will fit on and get in touch with those guys to, to see if the, you know it can be curated for them. Start small and work your way from there. Yes, this takes a lot of time, but it's one of the most important things you can ever do to find new listers. And that's really important for you as an artist and a band. So really don't forget that. Now we're going on to the next point, which is focus on streaming. While we still have a long way to go before the average artist can really realistically earn a living from streaming revenue, and you know that's a fact, there's no arguing that services like Spotify and Apple Music have become the new go-to for music fans to discover bands. These days, having your song included in a curated Spotify playlist can just be as effective, if not more, than traditional press coverage, something to really think about. If you don't already have your music on all the major streaming platforms, sign up with a digital distributing company and to get your release up there and get it out. The setup process is easy and there really isn't a downside to that. Okay, next area we're going to look at today is post your music on as many free platforms as possible. Making your music available on all free platforms like Bandcamp, YouTube, SoundCloud will give your potential fans the chance at discovering your music. Promoting your band through these platforms is free, but it does take a little work and a lot of effort on all the band and artists to be on the same wavelength and on the same page to do this. Building and maintaining your various profiles is important, but engaging with audience and other artists is your best chance of making an impression and connecting with new listeners at the same time. Next area is looking at and using social media. Managing different social media pages can quickly become really overwhelming, so the key is to focus on where your fans and your potential new fans are most active. So if we look at Instagram, maybe Twitter and Facebook, 
are all great places to start, but you should also explore platforms like YouTube, Snapchat, and maybe Pinterest as well. And don't forget TikTok and see it makes sense to the effort in building a following from there. And the one was one of my favorites actually, creating band merchandise. Let your diehard fans do the marketing for you by donning a t-shirt with your band logo on it. Makes sense, right? Besides the usual suspects like clothing, stickers, posters, tons of creative merch ideas you can offer your fans. Think phone cases, handwritten lyric sheets, flasks, hats, pens, whatever. Just make sure whatever merch you create is aligned with your brand and something your fans would actually be excited to purchase, which I'm sure they will. And one of the big ones, don't forget radio. And don't let this put you off either. Radio might not be on your first thought when you're brainstorming band and marketing ideas, but targeting independent community and college radio stations can be a really effective way to promote your music. If you manage to grab a programme director's attention, you'll be able to tap into a new audience that trusts and enjoys that music curation. Research and pitch to radio stations. Again, it's due diligence time. Radio is still a major force in music, even with playlists. In particular, the emergence of small internet stations gives bands a chance to find a new audience. And as you've heard me say on previous podcasts, I'm a big fan of community radio. It's a concentrated area and it's a really great way to get your voice and your band heard to, to a great community. Like playlist pitching, a lot of research is involved here, but if you take the time to find stations that play your kind of music, the rewards are really big. And remember the benefits of promotion are really, really good. A few small radio stations and playlists picking up your music could eventually translate into a meaningful momentum for your band and you as an artist. Okay, the next point we're going to look at today is looking into sponsorship and partnerships. Now, I'm not talking about getting huge global companies with unattainable contracts with major international brands. You can partner with local businesses and work out a deal that's simple, authentic and mutually beneficial to you both. Do some research on companies that are already working with bands similar to where you are in your music career. Take note of both parties put into and get out of the arrangement and think through what sort you could offer and what would benefit from. As an example, you could strike up a collaboration with a graphic design company or a merchandise company. They create unique limited edition merch item for your band to sell at your next show and in return, you give them a cut of the profits and help promote them on the website and social media. It makes perfect sense. Okay, and the last point we're looking at today is engage your fans. Build genuine relationships that turn your casual fans into voted super fans. They will supplement all your efforts with the most powerful marketing tool of all. It's called word of mouth. It obviously requires consistent hard work to engage and nurture your fans, but those super fans are keen to be building legitimate, long-lasting music career. There's no secret source to any of this, guys. It does come down to a lot of hard work. And one of the other points I really want to make is if you're a solo artist, it's a bit more of a lonely road. So there's only you to be able to actually get your music out there and do all the points that we've covered. And it's really, really tough. For a band, it should be a lot more easier. And with my experience of bands, it can be either good or not so good. You get one person in the band that actually will 
end up doing all the work and you have two or three people in the band that do absolutely nothing apart from turning up to a gig and playing and that's all they're interested in doing. So my advice to all the bands out there is when you're putting a new band together, you have that conversation clear and upfront from day one because as you go down the road to day four and day five, someone in that band is going to get pissed off with actually you not doing what you said you're going to do. And I'm being really direct on this point because so many bands out there, just they just want to play, they just want to be in front of thousands of people. Well, I'll tell you what, it's hard work. And the more you're on the same page as a band, the more chance you've got of making success. That's all for me on this week's show. And now I'm going over to Bex for our question of the day. So for this week's question, which Glaswegian solo artist won the Brits Song of the Year at the ceremony in February 2020? So if you think you know the answer, please drop us a voice message via anchor.fm forward slash entertainment engine. Or you can email us at podcast at seamlessentertainment.co.uk for a chance to be featured on next week's episode. And now, let's have a quick recap onto last week's question. Which movie did Steven Spielberg win his first Oscar for Best Director? And the answer is... Schindler's List. So a big well done to everybody who sent in their answers. We just want to give a really big shout out to Susan from Manchester in the UK who got the answer correct. So a big, big well done for that. Entertainment News. The Entertainment Engine is excited to announce that we are going to be featuring the first music act on the show in the next couple of weeks. This area is called the Engine Artist Spotlight, dedicated to the independent sector And we're excited to be bringing new music to you from artists all over the world. So stay tuned for more announcements over the coming weeks. Well, that's all for today's episode of The Entertainment Engine. And thanks for listening. Join us again next week when we have our next special guest on the show, Tony McHale, who is a British actor, writer, director and producer. Tony's work is known to virtually everyone. He has spent over 40 years as a screenwriter, working on some of the most well-known UK dramas, many that still appear on our screens today, including EastEnders' Holby City, which he co-created and for which he also won a BAFTA, The Bill, Casualty, Silent Witness, Trial and Retribution, Waking the Dead and many more, as well as his own thrillers, Resort to Murder and Headless. Tony's career started in theatre and recently he returned to that world to direct various plays and musicals including his own satirical look at fame, Bloodbath the Musical and more recently All or Nothing which transferred to the West End. So be sure to tune in to the show next week and learn more about Tony's background and his latest projects including his own book titled Beckley Street. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And follow The Entertainment Engine on Facebook and Twitter for all the latest updates. It would be great to have your feedback on the show, so you can always drop us a message at any time. That'd be great. Thanks for listening to the show, and stay safe. The Entertainment Engine.